That's me on the podcast Sharing a song With something to say about it With Thin Lear And Niagara Moon Losing my opinion Hey Thin Lear Hey man I'm trying uh, my uh, John Wilson impression How's it going? <laughs> hey there Thin Lear Hey Thin Lear the answer is probably no, but you ever watch uh, Saturday Night Live anymore? No. No, it's been a while since I saw it. What's going on? Well, occasionally, you know, they'll just get my attention with the YouTube clips. Uh, there was a sketch that my wife and I watched just on YouTube that was pretty funny, actually, from the other week with uh, Emma Stone. Uh, the whole thing is it's Mama Cass uh, in the recording studio singing Make Your Own Kind of Music. Okay. And then, you know that song, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, And like the sleazy, big-haired uh, manager comes in, played by Emma Stone. It's like, that's ah, going to be perfect. People are going to love it. And then everybody's going to forget about it. And then in 40 <laughs> or 50 years, it's going to be in all these movies, like the zombie apocalypse. The, like the character has like a second wind and starts shooting everybody. <laughs> I, I mentioned this because it's like, I just got into that song recently. I forget what TV show I heard it on, but I'm like, yeah, they're they're in my brain. Like that, that's what happens, right? Like these old, it's everywhere. These old pop songs that is, oh, it's grandma's favorite song from the radio, but then you can repurpose it for moments in movies. It's uh, it's quite fun. Yeah, it sometimes it happens. It happens with a sink now, like with running up that hill. You know, we oh, saw that. Uh, b- <laughs> wow, yeah, Stranger Things. They that were, just blew that out of the water. That's great. Great, great scene, too. I love it. I haven't seen the scene, but I love that that happened for Kate Bush. Like, this, this is, yeah. you know, very few people that deserve that level of notoriety. Season four is on point. Uh, yeah, no, Kate Bush totally earned that. It's great to see, like, how gigantic her streaming numbers were after yeah. after that came out. Because it's Kate Bush. And it's it's, so it's a sink that can do it, but it's also, like a TikTok explosion that could be just as good as, if not better than a sink, which is, I mean, if you told one of us this concept like 10 years ago, we'd be like, what? Like a social media app that blows up songs? It's just- uh, Oh no. Yeah. Well, you seem a little eager to um, cut to the chase, to to chomp your teeth into this one. So I'll I'll introduce the show Oh, I always am. This is the one and only music nerd podcast, Losing My Opinion. I am- Menorah Lighting, indie artist Niagara Moon, a.k.a. Thomas Irwin. What are we on the fifth night now? Uh, yeah, I'm also Menorah Lighting, indie artist Thin Lear, a.k.a. Matt Longo, but also Christmas Celebrating as well. I've got a little little bit of everything here in the, yeah. in the household. I'm uh, I'm a Christian, but uh, my wife is Jewish, so now I, I do get to celebrate mm. both holidays, and it's pretty sweet. After enough years, I finally learned, you know, the song you sing while you light the candles. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can sing it together later if you want, but <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's for the Patreon. Uh, what we'll do, what do you think of those Patreon. old songs? Those, do you call them hymns? All those old Jewish spiritual, what do you, what do I you don't call know. them? We called them prayers in my house when we said them. And we also don't prayers. sing it as a song. We would just say it. Maybe that's maybe, oh, maybe we're just no fun. You don't sing the melody. That's how we do okay. it. Okay. Cause I was going to ask what, what you think of all those, those old tunes. Some of them are solid. Yeah, I mean, not as Woody Guthrie, not as good as Woody Guthrie doing Hanukkah music. Hanukkah. <laughs> yeah, we all gather around the fire and listen to Woody Guthrie Hanukkah songs. They they have a very specific cadence to them, totally different than like the uh, the Latin stuff you'll hear in a big cathedral or whatever. It's its own vibe. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. 
Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, doesn't really compete with, with the, the Christmas music that you hear pumped out constantly. I don't think we have a single song that really gets in there. Yeah, you don't often hear a thousand year old song in a Target. <laughs> okay, well, so I don't know what you're going to present today. You you have something to tell me about, I presume? I do. Yeah. It'd be a shame if I didn't. I don't, I don't know what we would do. Yeah, I'd be like, what the hell, man? What is he supposed to tell uh, me when daddy's busy? <laughs> be talking about. Do you remember September? So we did a podcast a long What? No. Uh, we did a podcast a long time ago wherein I spoke about the genius of Al Green's cover songs. Do you remember this podcast? Oh, I remember you talking about Al Green, yeah. Yeah. We're talking about his arrangements that were like really yep. well suited for his voice. He found like- Those classic early 70s albums. Yeah, yeah. We mostly focus on the covers and then you hadn't actually heard any of his original music, which is just like mind blowing. So we heard some of that. Love and Happiness? Yes, we listened to Love and Happiness, yeah. That's a banger, yeah. Great song. Uh, and most of them were songs, the covers we listened to were, were songs you'd heard a million times, like songs that he managed to make new. Today, we're going to look at another genius interpreter, someone who I'm shocked it's taken us this long to cover. I'm sure it won't be the last time we discuss her. So I was trying to order a vinyl copy of an album called Nuff Said, which is a live record uh, from Nina Simone oh. that she did at Westbury Music Fair on Long Island, which is probably one of the... One of the greater things to happen on Long Island uh, ever uh, in 1968, just three days after the murder of MLK. So that record is like devastatingly good. Like there's, you know, there's a palpable uh, vibe to that record. There's like emotion from the audience. You know, she's obviously delivering on just, you know, she always delivers, but there's, there's something special about this performance. And I had a really hard time finding this record. I wanted to get it for Alma because I feel like she'd love it. But, uh, in searching for that and listening to her, I came across a cover version of a song that we listened to like two weeks ago. Uh, I, th I think it, I'm pretty sure we listened to it. Hopefully we did, because otherwise this whole thing falls apart. Um, but I found myself falling in love with this song again, essentially. And I just, I want to talk about her as like one of the greatest interpreters of music. Hell yeah. You know, she's got her own uh, songwriting that's brilliant. And it's kind of like, insulting to call these cover versions because it's it's just a different kind of artist like it's not like they're usually better than the original it's like oh this is the truth of the song right like yeah. you know she finds the song um they're they're in she's not just doing karaoke it's not a karaoke thing it's not she's not trying to be faithful there's nothing faithful about these interpretations like that's so completely not the point of what she's trying to do she'll find like some little opening in the song that speaks to her and then just rebuilds the song in that image and it's as you said it's always like often more moving and evocative than the original version and she picks some tough ones to do that with and I, i'm gonna listen i'm gonna i'm gonna share with you a few songs today that um i believe you've heard before i'm pretty sure you have i think that'll make for maximum impact she of course has her own incredible compositions and interpretations of songs that are like way less well known uh, but we're mm. going to focus on the songs that you and I think the, uh, our listeners will definitely know well from their original um, incarnations. And up top, like, you know, Al Green, his versions are amazing, but like he's always crushing it vocally. Like it does feel like he's creating showcases for his vocals, which are, you know, top tier. Immaculate. Immaculate. There's something different that Nina Simone's doing. Like there's something that's f like fully egoless that she's doing with her interpretations. Like the, with the voice that she had, 
she could have just made each of these songs just like platforms for spectacular delivery. But her artistry was such that she was just totally at the service of the song and what it demanded from her. And the first tune we listen to, I think is going to convey that because it's very, very restrained. And I think when people think of Nina Simone or her voice, they think of something, you know, that is... Um, uh, encrypt- Just call me angel of the <laughs> Really expressive, really expressive. And yeah, this, belting. This song, we're not going to... It's a different kind of thing. And I think it suits the song perfectly. It's, it suits what she's trying to do with it perfectly. So Randy Newman, we were just talking about him. Oh, yeah. Right? I want to listen to her cover of Baltimore. Yeah, you Which do. we just heard this, uh, the original, which is great. Like, it's not like he didn't do a good job with that. No, he he nailed it in the original, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he nailed it. She just made it into a totally different song on a number of levels. For starters, uh, there's like a reggae arrangement, which is, you know, just a, a really fascinating choice. Oh, you know, I have heard this, but it's been a while. But yeah, I, I love this cover. It still has the tension of the original, you know, but it's it's different kind of tension. And her, it's a different slant on different it. Different slant yeah. on it. And, and her vocals are so like uh, clipped and direct and it's like somewhat plaintive, but it's more just like dead. Like there's just this matter of fact delivery and it's moving and lonely. She's singing like there's no one else in the world. And uh, it's very lonely sounding song. I don't quite know how she does it because it's like, it's hard to sound. I think people think of reggae as like exuberant, but like she used this reggae arrangement and it somehow makes the song even more lonely, which is just like, I don't even understand what, what's happening here. So I'd, I'd love to, for us to listen to this, you know, Jimmy Cliff does good lonely reggae too, but like, this is, I don't know. There's, there's something that's uh, disturbing almost about how empty this sounds. It's a pretty good reggae jam. Yeah. Just anyway, slice it. Eat up little seagull on a marble stand. Trying to find the ocean. It's just like she's giving you not a lot here. Waiting it's for like, a train. But it, it is all you need, though, yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Drunk lying on the sidewalk. Sleeping in the rain. What she's singing about is it's like the real shit, like the real problems. You know, I'm up here in cushy western Massachusetts. I got no idea, but it's like the reality of the lyrics and what she's describing like everything speaks speaks for itself like why would you need to add any extra vocal inflection or anything fancy on top of that it's like it's all there for you she's just the 
the straight ahead messenger. I mean, even listen to that chorus. Like, it's just such a straight delivery. Here's where we are. Right. You know, it's just another day for some people. Yeah, I, I love how clipped it is. I love that it's not expressive. She lets this, you know, she lets the lyrics do the talking. And it's just, it's dead. You know, it's, it's sort of dead-eyed. It's, it's like someone who is uh, shell-shocked. And th that's just perfect. Yeah. And, and, and takes the song to a whole nother level. Like, she found the basement of the song. And she just sort of carved out a place there. And just a fucking tasty groove. It doesn't hurt. On top of everything to boot. Just that band. Yeah. 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 That's lovely. Not every episode that we do the research for is a delight. You know what I mean? Like we, we've talked about this. Like even when, you, when you're writing these, like even when it's music you love, sometimes it's just not hitting the spot. Like you're just like, oh, this feels like a job. Other times it doesn't. I had a ball listening to these songs. Like I hope you did. It was so, it was so great. Um, and it has a whole bunch of others we didn't have time for today, but I, I picked a couple that I thought would really make sense. Let's listen to her version of To Love Somebody by the Bee Gees. Um, now, the Bee Gees had initially intended this song for Otis Redding. They themselves did not have the intention of putting it out. Uh, but when Otis Redding died, they did, though. Obviously, it became a hit. Everybody knows the song. The way that Nina does it just kind of, like, blows the doors off of it. Uh, so much so that, like, as you said at the beginning, like, it sounds like it was meant for her. What's interesting about her vocals here, and this is, again, the interpretation thing. With each one of these songs we're talking about, she just, like reinterprets this what she thinks the song means or what it means to her and then sings it as if that was always the case and and like because of and her you, talent you believe and it. confidence you're just like oh okay yeah this is the song um she reclaims this song as like this declarative power in the song's lyrics like barry gibb obviously amazing songwriter great singer i love his vocals i know like jimmy fallon makes fun of it and stuff but like i do love his vocals like killer falsetto obviously uh, he sings it in a way that's heartbroken. She doesn't take that at all. She doesn't take that direction. She's like, I know what it's like to love somebody. It's actually a great thing. Like even when you lose it, it's like this, you know, there's, there's an exuberance in her delivery. So let's check it out. And if you know the original and how sort of downtrodden it is, this is a real contrast. Yeah, I have heard this one as well. It, I remember it sounding pretty glorious, like triumphant almost. Yeah. I want my whole life to be live with you. Live with you. There's a way everybody say do each and every little thing. What good does it bring you bang got you? Somebody, love somebody. 
that face. I love that face, yeah. Dude's all over the place. like it's, it's uh there's something like stubborn in the lyrics you know the way she's delivering it can't you see what i am i live and breathe for you what good does it do if i ain't got you i don't think you could be like more in the pocket than the band on this <laughs> You you know her catalog better than I do. Has she ever dialed it in? Has it ever been half-assed? No. I mean, there were she some... Goes f- so hard every time. Uh, my baby just cares for me. Mm-hmm. Like, that should go. Let's put that one into outer space. Yeah. Let's preserve yep. that recording for all time. Yeah, Mississippi, goddamn. I mean, yeah, she's just she has so many songs that, like, yeah, we should send to aliens to be like, this is what... We- <laughs> This is what we're capable this of. This is what yeah. we got. It's not much, but yeah, we, we do got have this. this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I want to play my ne- the next one. We're going to play is my favorite because it's so. Um, I'm sure you've heard it. It's so far out. What she does with it. Uh, I have a guess. Guess. I shall be released. I was going to do that last. You want to? We could listen to that song for, before we do my uh, favorite. I, really, I spoiled the big. <laughs> it's yeah, not really that right. big. I mean, I, I, I. Obviously, I, I love this version. My favorite we could listen to yeah. at the end. If you want to do I Shall Be Released first. Let's do that. We're, we're already there. Let's we're do there. It, yeah, yeah. talking about it. So I'm going to be real with you, right? I love Richard Manuel. I love love his voice. Oh, the band's yeah. version of the song is is good. However, <laughs> I love the band. Like, they're one of my favorite bands, you know, but I never yeah, felt- they're covering Dylan. Where are you going to go wrong? Right. But I never felt like the version that's on the band's debut- I never felt like it was the definitive version. Like it feels yeah. kind of like a basement tape. It's a little slow. Yeah, it's very tentative. Um, Richard Manuel, like, I, I love his delivery, but his vocal is, is like he's got nothing left. You know, like they, they sort of yeah. took the perspective that this song is about someone that is not going to be released, like that there he's just toast. Like the person that's in there is toast. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like he's just deluding himself. Right, it's, it's so, so thin. It's like the, the falsetto is just like, there's nothing to it. Um, and Dylan's version from The Last Waltz feels like a little bit more definitive, but it kind of just follows Nina's version. Uh, Nina did a song as like straight ahead R&B, and it feels at home, like it's at peace in this arrangement. Changes sit nicely in this style. Her vocal is tired, but it aspires, like it's reaching for something. In Nina's version, like she's singing, like she actually believes she's going to be released, you know, contrary to what we heard in Baltimore, yeah. like she's taking this song to an aspirational There's place. There's a lot of hope yeah. in her version. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's listen to it. This song was used to great effect in the Showtime show, Black Monday. Very funny show. Oh, wow. But never very, like, dramatic moment, though. Mm. They say everything can be replaced. They say every distance is not near. So I remember every face. Goosebumps. Yeah. Of every man who put me here. I see my life 
I think Nina Simone goes in the real shit category. Yeah. It's the good shit. The shit we don't uh, play on most episodes. It's so... Uh, it's just like arresting music. Th- this is not... None of this music can sit on a Spotify playlist while you are sending an email. And like that's no, fucking great. Gotta... Like it's so good that there's music out there that you just cannot do other shit while you're listening to. Like that's what music's yeah. supposed to be. It's not supposed to be that you well, can. Hey, 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 hey! With the supposedus, <laughs> there's all kinds of music for different. I, environments. I guess but that's that's what great soulful, like emotive pop music. That's the place it should go. Ultimately, is just totally take. I'm going to stick with my supposed to yeah. statement because what <laughs> okay. we have now is hey, I like lo-fi streaming beats. services that have like 90 percent stuff that you can have oh, on while you're grandpa. doing other shit. You know what I mean? Yep. I I'm guilty of that too. That's what I do with jazz a lot of the time, <laughs> and I like it. You know, don't take away my Spotify. <laughs> I love that this is you're incapable of not like. You're you're you're, you're you're being capable of not having your jaw hang open while it's it's ha- on. an instant adrenaline hit. Yeah, it's like oh, this I say for like when I'm in the music, like not just hanging out next to it. It's only made for reverie. Like you can't not be inside your mind while it's on. It's it's that's it's perfect for that. And and the last tune we listened to is is probably my favorite interpretation that she's done. It's here comes the sun. I have not heard this. You're in for a treat because this is even, isn't even close to the original. This is just like a completely is this even better than the Bee Gees version of "Here Comes the Sun" from the the movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's not like a huge <laughs> accomplishment. I don't think I don't love that version. This is like it's just a different song. Basically, she keeps her voice pinned to the top of her register and has this very delicate lilt to it. She changes the chords, which she did in the last fucking song too. She changed the chords on the chorus and she does it all over the place in this song, which is great. I love that she has sort of like, it's not that she doesn't have respect for the original. That's not what it's about. It's like, this is what, this is the direction I'm going in. So it needs this, you know, B minor seven or whatever, you know, so she's doing that. Um, The song, this version feels somewhat unresolved, like in the way that she's doing it, but it makes it just like this breezy experience. The song is wafting. So I, I really would love to get your take on it. I'm glad you haven't heard it. Here comes the sun, little darling. Here comes the sun. I say it's all right. It's all right. Here comes the sun, little darling. Here comes the sun. I say it's alright. It's alright, little darling. 
What a treat. I mean, goes with all these artists, but imagine you're George Harrison and you hear this. It's a real honor. Or if you're Randy Newman here in Baltimore, yeah. covered by somebody like this. Yeah. Harrison really appreciated it when people covered his stuff too. You know, there's a lot of interviews with him talking about what he, you know, the stuff he liked the best. I think he liked other people being in the spotlight more yes. than him. He liked being a musician, but he's like, oh yeah, focus on them. They're yeah. great. Stop, stop giving me all the attention in the world. Yeah, this is just like a delight. It's a blissful it's a delight. Yeah. I didn't hear this song. It's chill. I didn't hear it in my childhood but it takes me back to my childhood and I'm not sure there's a better compliment for a song. Mm. Like, it, it feel like it was playing when I was a kid. That's fantastic. Wow, yeah. Few artists pull that off. I mean, very rarely these days do I come on here with stuff that I just unabashedly love, but I feel like I just needed to do a refresher and have that happen this week. It's Nina fucking Simone. Yeah. Uh, you're right. I can't believe we didn't uh, cover her. It's one of those artists where it's just too, uh, it felt too precious or whatever. Like there, you, I always have trouble yeah. with those episodes where it's somebody that I really, really admire. Um, it's hard to package it in 30 minutes or whatever, <laughs> whatever it is you care about. What's the song? What's the song she does? Where it's like, I ain't got no money. I ain't got no something. Um, like she ain't just... got no, I got life. Uh, it's from the musical hair. Yeah. And yes, that's another interpretation that she just absolutely knocked that's out of the park. That's a cover? Yeah. I can't imagine that's a, that's like her version is so insanely good and perfect. It's like, wow, that's a cover. She heard somebody else do it and then reinterpreted it. It blows my yeah. mind. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's, and, and that's an example of one of those songs where, uh, it wasn't, I guess it was well known at the time. I mean, I don't think a lot of people, like a lot of younger people are thinking about the musical hair these days, but, um, you know, her version of the song lives on, I think probably more than the musical itself. Sweet deal. But anyway, uh, what are you listening to this week? Listen, my opinion. What am I listening to this week? Uh, Lockdown songs? No, but... <laughs> As I've complained about recently, December sucks. You know, holidays mm -hmm. are great. Got to have the holidays, but just this miserable excuse for a a day, this climate, this weather. Mm. It's just shit. Especially, God, it's been so rainy. No snow yet. Uh, I was checking the old statistics. This is going to be no surprise. Sales of alcohol skyrocket in December compared to any other month. It's like not even close. Oh man, is this um, a, is, is your segment going to be on depression, seasonal depression? <laughs> no, but it is going to be about booze. Oh wow, we've not talked about. Uh, we haven't talked about. Yeah, we haven't booze. talked about alcohol yet on this podcast. I'm gonna crack open my uh, can of Jack's Abbey uh, Porter here. Give me a moment. This is a, a concept segment. This is a immersive experience today. Are they sponsoring us now? Nope. I'm just gonna enjoy one while we uh, while we sit down today and talk about bouge in music. Bouge in music. Okay. That's the that's the theme today. Songs about alcohol. Alcohol's nuanced. You know, I'm not just talking about songs where it's like shots, shots, shots. Or... I mean, that's up there, right? That's that's in my <laughs> mind. I've not forgotten that that song. Sure. 
there's there's songs that are famous about alcohol and there's the party songs. There's certainly all that. I want to explore songs that are more nuanced that kind of, you know, talk about the the highs and the lows because there is certainly a dark side. Oh, is there to alcoholism? You know, uh, there just might be. If you look at the numbers, yeah. uh, it's probably fucking up there with opiates and the plague. Like, yeah. if really, if if I could press a button and it was like alcohol never existed ever and never will, I probably want to press that button. If we're yeah, being honest, I've been, uh, I don't. I don't drink. I think we've talked about this before. It seems like if you were going to guess between the two of us, which one of us ah, doesn't good. drink, it would be you. But it is me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what is it? I'm just curious what's your deal. Like, you don't deal. like the taste. What's your, you don't like the effects. I you just don't care at all. It's your... a very long, it's a very long story. I used to teach martial arts to children when I was oh, yeah. in high school. This is, uh, after or before the deli? Oh, uh, that was before the deli and, and simultaneous to the deli at one point. So a little before being deli boy, yeah. you were also. No, very much before. I started teaching when I was like 12. But to students who were like four, you know, and then obviously as I got older, the students got older. They called you the white belt wonder? At that point, I think I was like a yellow belt or an orange <laughs> belt or something like okay. that. But yeah, um, yeah, I, t- I taught for years. I taught until I was like maybe 20 or something like that. But really for the whole time that I was teaching, like that's when people, it's high school, people typically start drinking. And I felt like sort of a hypocrite, you know, like I felt like I can't, you know, I, I want to, you know, be, be somewhat... Uh, of a role model or whatever I thought that meant at that point in my life. Obviously I don't feel the same way now. I don't care at all about, you know, if somebody drinks or doesn't drink, it doesn't, I understand that that doesn't matter. We're all in our thirties. Who cares? Right. And just I, do and you, it, I yeah. don't think it mattered then. I just had it in my head that, Oh, I need to, you know, live some kind of uh, pious existence. Um, and so I did. But then when I got to college, it was uh, to a point where I just didn't, I didn't miss it. There was nothing to miss. So I just sort of continued not drinking and I, really haven't to this day you know maybe a beer here or there but yep. like I, yeah a beer here or there yeah i i like my beer um have beer probably almost every day like it's you know it's like it's a coffee wow. it's a special treat just at a particular time of day i'm lucky enough that i don't feel like it would ever lead to a bigger problem sure. or any aspect of it i lose control over like i don't know been enjoying well, beer my whole that, adult life. Yeah. I haven't paid any consequences. Yeah. Um, I'm one of the lucky ones. Sure, and it's, it's tasty. I, I think like it's, it tastes like drinking a loaf of bread. I, I think it's really disgusting. It depends on what kind, on what strain of bit. No, <laughs> uh, yeah, some of them taste like butt, and the IPA <laughs> thing has gotten out of control. Maybe I've There's only a few had the butt once. <laughs> the IPA thing has gotten out of control. There's some decent ones here or there, but just the fucking hops in your beard. That sounds revolting. Uh, like. Fuck your mother, IPA. Like all that Jeez, shit. That that can get out of here. I, I like a porter this time of year. That's what I'm having now. Okay. Tastes a little chocolatey. I can't remember the last time I had alcohol. So this is really not, it's not landing with me, this conversation that you're having. So, all right. Well, maybe maybe you'll remember your experience with it enough to, uh, to have something to reflect on while we hear the songs for today. Maybe these are my favorite songs that are explicitly about drinking, but there are so many that I, they could easily be usurped. But this is this is what I had okay. for this week. Also, you already on a previous episode played the Kinks alcohol. I was gonna wonder. You already played the you played the best one there oh, is already. Yeah, you that's fantastic. That. I'm sorry about that. I didn't realize you were gonna do this. Yeah, uh, the Kinks alcohol is really that's the first oh, and last word. Dear. 
demon alcohol. Yeah. yeah, love that okay. song. So, yeah, we're we're just picking up the pieces that you left behind there. Great. But let's get into it. I uh, I never really heard this song much growing up at all. It was kind of just in the periphery. I understand that it's a big hit. I'm 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 really warming up to it. It's it's pretty sweet here. Uh, UB40 Red Red Wine. <laughs> oh man! So this is like I I don't I I, I enjoy the song. I don't dislike the song. I know a lot of people who do dislike it. This is one of those songs that's like kind of like um, Sweet Caroline or something. That's just it gets. It is written by Neil Diamond. Played, it's true. Played. This song does get played. Yeah, I don't know how I avoided it. It's it's still fresh to me. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a cover. Oh, back on the topic of covers, it's a reggae cover of a Neil Young song. You mean Neil Diamond? Blows the original Neil Diamond. Oh, what did I say? Neil Young. Ah, that's the porter. That's the porter. I think talking. Neil Young would be pissed. He'd be pissed if you said he wrote Red Red Wine. Ah, uh, he can get over himself. Uh, <laughs> He'd write a concept album about how you insulted him. <laughs> it's uh, it's no contest that UB40's version is like that. That's the one. It's so mm-hmm. good. Um, I mean, yeah, sure. Maybe it's overplayed. Maybe you're like, God, I gotta hear this song for the hundredth time now. It's it's slick. It's um, you know, and it's it's got that melancholic. Oh, I I've lost the one I love or whatever. I'm just gonna sit here with my wine mm. now. It's you know, it's got that thing going mm. on. Uh, let's, let's check it out. Let's, let's bathe in this wine. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of hard to listen to this on the show because I, I've heard it, heard it so, so much. many. It's like you're playing me like the, I don't know, like the Simpsons theme song or something. Like something I've heard so many times in my life. Yeah. It's hard for me to hear it as a song and not as a concept or something. Tough for you. Why is it so iconic besides just sticking so played? Like what, what makes this so it's And the catchy, vocal is yeah. just like, you know, it's uh it's great. It's chill. It's like eight people in this photo. It's a, it's a lot, eight guys is a lot for one band. Band members and I hear parts yeah, of the Yeah, I'm not songs. hearing eight people on this track. So yeah, it's it's play a lot, yeah. but you can't go wrong no, with no, that one. No, no, it's great. Yeah, that could that could work at a party too. Uh, even, yeah, you know. that, that's where you're hearing. Those people are playing at parties <laughs> and everything. Even though it's a sad song. Um, sorry, right, that's a warm up. We're we're getting in the, okay. the vibe here. I'm uh, I'm a few sips in. Okay, are you? Is your goal to be hammered by the end of the episode? You're gonna have to be drinking faster than that, I think, and maybe not beer. Well, this this beer is called the Framing Hammer. Yeah, I'd I'd have to have more than one. That's your nickname um, too, so that's good. I don't. I, I don't like getting hammered because when you get hammered, then there's consequences. Okay. I just I like to have one or two and you're done. Yeah. But that's uh, that's my privilege there. Mm. All right. Well, we're going to an epic choice for this. I'm quite proud of myself, although I mean it's kind of obvious in retrospect. Okay. Uh, 
The Doors version of Alabama song. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Do you know the backstory of this song? No, I don't. <laughs> so there's like a, there's a YouTube channel called Polyphonic. They have a whole video essay on this. That's, you know, if you're really curious, just watch that excellent video. But this is a cover of a fucking like Bertolt, Bertolt Brecht. Okay. I think I knew that. Thing like 1920s Germany. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Weiss, I think wrote the music, something like that. Kurt Vile. No, I remember that because it's like, oh, the modern day musician Kurt Vile. Yeah, got this his Kurt name. Vile doesn't look like the modern Kurt Vile. Right. This Kurt Vile, like, like the 1920s, like German, like uh, musical writer, like fucking Gilbert and Sullivan style. Yeah, with, he uh, looks. He Brecht. looks like he's from the 1920s. Yeah. yeah. So a song from like Dadaist Germany or whatever the fuck. You know, another time, another place, just vaudeville-esque entertainment in Europe. Mm. We got the Doors coming in here. Man, namely, apparently, Ray Manzarek was responsible for putting everybody onto this song. Oh. And and they have a version of this, yeah, just this German relic that's like, it's a vibe. It's This is the bar hopping anthem. That's probably the most popular version of the song nowadays, this one. Because I know there's a Bowie version, too, that's actually pretty and, good. It's okay. He doesn't nail the like the debauchery of it. I don't think Bowie quite gets it. Well, Morrison was yeah probably drunk. Morrison was living it, singing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, he was living that life. But even the way the band like they do the 1920s cabaret feeling mm-hmm. thing, but it just it sounds like a night going out of control. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a night going out of control in the best way possible. Yeah. Like people are definitely getting like too drunk to stand, and they're just like singing in each other's faces at sure. this point. Like, yeah. Like, shit's going down (laughs) if this is how you start a song. Ooh, this is like Jackass or something. (laughs) Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Don't ask why. Life's too dark. Don't ask me any questions. Yeah, this arrangement is so wacky. I tell you we must die I tell you, I tell you, I tell you we must die Oh yeah, I forgot about that bit. This fucking part here. I'll tell you, I love Robbie Krieger's guitar playing. I don't know Hell yeah. why there's like any uh, divisiveness there about whether or not he's a great guitar player. Like, there's nobody that sounds like him. Somewhere along the way, it become uncool to like the Doors. Yeah. Jim Morrison's buffoonery doesn't no, yeah, help, but help yeah, that. fucking Robbie Krueger. Yeah. Kri- what's his Robbie name? Krieger. <laughs> Robbie Krieger. Robbie yeah. Krieger. Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. Robbie yeah. Krieger. Got it. Yeah, this one pairs nicely with my strong forty here. NGL. Yeah. All-timer all there. That's a great tune. That's one of the weirder songs on that album, too. You think? Yeah. yeah I mean, yes. I reckon that has the end. The end. <laughs> to be and Crystal, crystal Ship. ship. Yeah, it still, still stands out. Yeah. yeah. I love the Crystal Ship. Oh, yeah. my God. What a great song that is. Oh. No. 
you can make fun of Jim Morrison all you want. Go ahead. You can make fun of kind of their cheesier later stuff. They earned everything with that first. Yeah, album. it's one of the all-time debuts. Yeah, it is. Fucking recording that in '66. Crazy. It's you and the Yellow Banana folks. Fucking Velvet Underground. That's the two most cutting-edge yeah. people of that time. <laughs> right, and you could pretend that it's not cool now, but like you know, where do you think Iggy Pop drew inspiration from? And he's kind of uh, no one ever questions how cool Iggy Pop is. So he's cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, the difference is he seemed like more of yeah, a nice person. Yeah, he's a good person. person. Uh, <laughs> a good, Pop, yeah. That's a key difference. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe Jim Morrison would have turned it around. We didn't get the full uh, picture to see. there. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't think you've heard this next song. Okay. I heard this just randomly from one of the umpteen network TV shows, Swaymeen Watches. That's where I like encounter most new pop music that I listen to. Mm. Uh, it's a banger, though. The artist is John Fulbright. Uh, I don't know anything about him besides he's a singer-songwriter from Oklahoma. Uh, he's only like in his 30s. Um, he's still uh, plugging along, uh, making his bones. Just I don't know anything about him except this one song, but this, this song is a banger. It's from uh, last year. It's from 2022. Uh, it's called Social Skills. Let's do it. Uh, we, had, we had Matt Farley, the venerable Matt Farley venerable, on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hope, hope to get him back. He talked about songs that were just like, hard on your sleeve, like earnest, like maybe almost to a fault, just putting it all out there. Uh, I think this would do nicely in that setting, but it's, uh, we're, we're getting, we're getting a more kind of nuanced starting to, to take a, a closer, maybe darker look at, uh, at Bouge. Mm. I'm going to take another sip here. The album is The Liar 2022. Uh, John Fulbright. Here we go. Social skills. suffer from a social stage fright like the world is a sniper with a bright spotlight you can hide behind a curtain you can hide behind a mask but stand in the center with a highball glass the whiskey makes it easy get you out of your rut and it loosens up the cannonball that's in your gut but the very next morning You checking your phone? What are you doing over there? <laughs> what? <laughs> you never heard of this guy? Uh, I actually have. I've never heard his music. Oh. He's one to watch for me now. Nagamoon's one to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right now it's just a list with John Fulbright on it. Basically, lots of soul in that one. Hope that guy's doing okay. Don't take pills, folks. Is that the lesson that uh, you're delivering today? 
<laughs> this is a whole. This has all been a PSA. That's why I started the podcast. Uh, yeah, on a show about alcohol. That's the. Um. Yeah. So you, you were into that one? Yeah, I like that. That's a good song. Yeah. Yeah. Check out John Fulbright. Uh, yeah. We we don't often talk about like current up and coming people on the show, but it's it's nice when we can slip them in there. Yeah, we usually have to bring on guests to do that. Yeah. Why do we put these uh, restrictions on ourselves? That's just what we listen to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like it's from after 1975. <laughs> <Skip>. <laughs> no, no, no. We we listen to all kinds of music. Uh, all right. We're going into the last song. Uh, this Porter's uh, got me rocking a rosy glow over here. Uh, what a... <laughs> Hold on. Let me see how far. Yeah. All right. We'll do one more here. Um, all right, you know this next song, Thin Lear. You love it. Uh, we keep talking about this guy. We're not going to stop. This is a song by Mr. Randy Newman. Oh, man. We, this is like the fifth time we've talked about him he, on the show. He is our guardian angel. He is the avatar of the show. Like, just he's, he's, he's our essence in a nutshell. I guess I, with that, I'm not going to disagree with. <laughs> I mean, if you put this podcast into a human being form, it probably would turn into Randy Newman. It's a jungle yeah. out there. Disorder and opinions everywhere. All right. So do you know what song I'm about to bring up, or do you not uh, – you're not that rapid fire here? Uh, I don't. Randy Newman's song about fucking drinking. Uh, he's got a song off of our favorite uh, 1974 album, Good Old Boys, called Rollin'. Oh, yeah. I'm not talking about Limp Biscuit here. <laughs> yeah, this is the second best song called Rollin'. First one's rolling, rolling. No. Yeah, somebody right. described that Limp Bizkit song as the hokey pokey of new metal. And I could never <laughs> unhear yeah. that. I like that. Um, uh, Randy Newman, we love him. He uh, is horribly unmarketable unless he's doing children's songs. Uh, and we love him for it. He explores dark, nuanced topics, flawed characters. Good Old Boys is a concept album about fucking rednecks. Uh, Johnny Cutler. Right? Is, is that the name of the main character from that album? I don't remember. But so a nuanced look at like somebody that, you know, Northerners might love to hate and talking about different social issues in the 1970s. Da, 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 do your own homework. Can't play Rednecks on this podcast. But I want to I play the song Rollin'. Uh, this is like one of the last songs on that album. It's kind of like if you take the album as like a concept album or like a story about this, this character from Birmingham – He's he's describing his uh, nightly routine to mm. you in the song. It's called uh, it's called Roland, and uh, we'll get into what that means. You in could a have also talked about Old Kentucky Home. Oh yeah, what's that? The Moonshine song. There's another Randy Newman song about making moonshine. Oh, I don't know that. Is that from Twelve Songs or something? Um, I think it might be. Yes. Yeah, you're right. I think it is on Twelve Songs. Yeah, Old Kentucky Home is about uh, this dude's like going blind. From drinking moonshine. Jesus. So I could have played that one. Maybe we'll play that one later mm-hmm. uh, if we need to stretch this this sucker out. But uh, this is this is my favorite Randy Newman drinking song, personally. He does this thing where it's just a few lines. There's not a lot of lyrics, but you get a world of insight and questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you remember it just off the top of your head, but uh, let's, let's take it in uh, anew here. See what you think. It's definitely the saddest, I think, of the songs we listen to today. It's fucked up, yeah. 
Satin ground rules. Sure. But I sure do like a drink or two. When I get home. I mean, I only go home every day, so it's not a big deal. Every evening what I do is I sit here in this chair. Pour myself some whiskey. Watch my trouble vanish into the air Rolling, rolling Ain't gonna worry no more Sounds nice, it's brittle PSA for just not drinking. Is it? Used to work about wasting time. He had all these worries. He doesn't have them anymore. He's worried about gambling and just lying around the house. He's all right now. I'm all right now. Never thought I'd make it, but I always do so. See, uh, yeah, Roland, another two and a half minute uh, masterpiece <laughs> from that record. Roland is, as far as I understand it, I think somebody on Reddit uh, was getting into this here. You're so fucked up, like your your vision, like what you see in front of you, is just constantly like scrolling down because you're like hippocampus or whatever. Like your balance is like, oh god, everything's messed up. You're like, oh, 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 like you can't look straight. So that's what you got to do to just unwind every night Oof. in the song. Wow. Yeah. You don't, you don't worry about things anymore. That is a devastating song. Ah, uh, yeah. It was sounding pretty sweet right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So I, it's like, there's a ton of songs about alcohol. I'm sure there's one that, you know, cuts deeper to the bone, blah, 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 whatever. At, that's going to be a personal favorite for me, at least at the, at the moment. You didn't bring any Kiss on here. They have a lot of songs about alcohol, you know? All right, you do the Kiss segments. I'll follow. Okay. Well, it's a whole separate episode on just Kiss drinking songs. Did you hear they're bringing out their... their <laughs> you hear they're bringing out their, uh, their... What is it? Like VR versions of themselves or whatever it is. They're going to have avatars. Tell me more. They're going to have avatars that, that play tours from Get, now on. I need more details. You got to look it up. I can't explain it. Some, something with new tech. They're going to have, uh, they're not going on tour anymore, but they're going to have their. Not hologram. You're not talking about I think holograms. Hologram. It sounds more immersive you? than holograms, though. I don't know. It was very confusing, <laughs> but they're going to live on through um, technology like lawnmower men. If anybody is going to trailblaze and figure out how to utilize like new technology to make money. As a band, yeah, it's gonna it's be fucking gonna be Gene Simmons till till his dying yeah. day. That's who we can count on. They did it. That's awesome. Yeah. Can't wait to go see that. So, what what was the Randy Newman song you were talking about? Because that was Old Kentucky Home. Let's let's finish sure. with that one. 
Is this darker than? In some ways, yes. Oh, my it's God. darker than what we yeah, just heard. In some ways, yes, it is darker <laughs> because it sounds unhinged, and it sounds like there's chaos around this person that is created by moonshine. People are losing their sight around him. People are falling downstairs, and it's just. <laughs> Have you seen the master? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. I've seen that's like yeah, <laughs> so that's like quintessential that. moonshine movie. <laughs> he just he drank too much. If you do it right, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, he does make it look tasty. Though in that film, he makes it look like it tastes good. Oh, I want to hang out with <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman and Joaquin Phoenix on a boat, just getting fucking wrecked. I want to take you. Like, you are you are not who you are now. I want to join that yeah, party. Yeah, riding motorcycles in the desert. Yeah. yeah. What does the wall feel like? Touch it a fourteen hundredth <laughs> time in a row. That's that's my scene. All right, so this is old Kentucky home. Twelve songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know Th- this particular randy newman album i love have you seen my baby a lot of the other tracks are like too sparse for me i'm still kind of working my way up to, to really? this one so maybe this will this will help uh jump start i i think this is a this is in his great records category mama told me not to come you must love that song people love it uh rosemary won't you come out tonight uh it's a little too weird and bare bones okay. but i i could see myself Warming up yeah, to Suzanne. Yeah. Let's burn down the cornfield. Yeah, it's, it's great. Great strike yeah. on here. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Uh, Ringo Starr does a great version of uh, Have You Seen My Baby? Also. Oh, interesting. Oh, you know, he does. Yeah, I forgot about that. Deep cut. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> I'm just a stranger, too. That's an old timer. All right. Here we go. Like a good time. Yeah, I dig this. Sister Sue, she saw me stout, she didn't go up, she grown. Mama says she's I'm just being kind. Papa thinks it's pretty, but it's almost blind. Don't let out much, except at night. I'm alright. I'm alright, hey, we've got a similar theme going on here. Yes, this rules. I'm into this. Tasty guitar on the song. Our favorite word, the sonics of this, are very different from a lot of other things I've heard from him. Like this was crafted. Let me tell you this who plays guitar on this. Who? Rakuter. So no wonder it is fantastic. Love Rakuter. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. And I also love Rakuter, who I keep trying to do an episode on. I'll, I'll say that. I've tried to, I've tried like two or three times to start doing a right career. I am episode. all ears. I he's like a Van Dyke Parks where he the six degrees yeah, of separation everything. from like every album I love. Go he's for mysterious, it. I'm, I'm ready and for there's that. sort of no center to Ry Cooter. Like he's just whatever 
whatever yeah. he is in a given year. I love yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, 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 a, it's a date. Let's do that. So I'm finishing uh, the rest of my tall boy here. I need to demolish that uh, ground turkey curry I just oh, made. I thought you say toilet. No, <laughs> hey, <laughs> this is a family podcast. <laughs> I No, I made a ground turkey potato curry. Haven't had dinner yet. Empty stomach. You can okay. put, to, put the dots together. I'm ready to- And then after to... you demolish the toilet after that. <laughs> I am ready to demolish that curry. Uh, what did you think? How did we do this week? <laughs> what did you learn? Tell me oh, what man. you learned. I don't know what I learned. I'm not sure what I learned from your segment. Uh, I've just been watching you drink that beer and <laughs> play me songs about alcohol. So I'm not sure I learned much, but- uh, I learned from writing my segment in that I, um, I'm going to continue my, my exploration of Nina Simone records. I mean, it's for someone who I consider myself a fan of, there's a whole part of her discography that I just don't know because there's so many albums in there. So many albums. Yeah, she really yeah. kept it up for a long time. Yeah, I learned there is no excuse for me not uh, making sure to download all of her all albums on my favorite music app, Spotify, and listening to it in the background oh, while I do other things and not give it my what full attention. There's, I got to jump on that right away. What a shill. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's she's awesome. I really, I'm, I'm due for a, a revisit because I, I only know certain songs. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, well, I, before I get into all that spiel, do you have anything to plug? Anything going on with you? No, holiday's coming up. Excited to maybe get a week off. Should be great. Yeah. No, I got some time off coming up. It's good stuff. Musicians uh, generally should take it easy this time of year. Good. Um, If you like this episode of the podcast, go ahead and subscribe on your platform of choice. You can uh, follow Losing My Pingin. Oh, yeah. On uh, your favorite social media platform, Instagram, TikTok. X. X. Yep. And uh, booze. You know, I like it, but if I was emperor of the universe, I'd shut it off. I'd, I'd remove it Good. from it, all existence. I don't think it's worth it. And I could be wrong now. But I don't think so. Great job, man. It's just really benevolent of you to say that. Um, and I'll say- I, I am a hero. So long, suckers. So long from two heroes here at the Losing My Opinion podcast. Mm -hmm. We'll see you next week. Bye.